This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is omegamanradio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Alright everybody, let's get started. We got Brother Elvis coming up next. Here we go. Hello, Shannon. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you very much. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off today's marathon. We're starting our international programs and uh, we're excited to be here with Pastor Elvis Newhart, come to you from Lower Saxony in Germany. Uh, today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Brother Elvis, you want to open us in prayer? Absolutely. Father in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name, we cover our cover our minds with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. Father, we just pray, uh, come up against all mind caps, Lord, mind blinding, or any oppression that the enemy would try to bring into the situation, in Jesus' name, Lord. And Father, we pray today that the messages would minister grace unto the hearers, Father. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, for those speaking, but also, Lord, we pray over all the equipment, in Jesus' name, Lord. Cover that with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, and we pray that we would be strengthened, that deception would be broken away, and that truth would come in. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Brother Elvis, we've got the next hour together, starting now, and the mic is yours. Welcome back, my friend. Excellent. Great to hear from you, Shannon. Hope everything's going okay on your side of the planet. Yes, sir. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is great. I want to share uh, tonight. Uh, we're going to go forward. Let's let's start off in Matthew fifteen twelve. Now, this fr- this is from a uh, bigger program I just did last night, and we'd uh, love to invite you to go back and see the whole thing with pictures and whatnot on the Elvis Newhart Network. Uh, we can give some more addresses later. But if we go to Matthew fifteen verse twelve, Jesus Jesus had just been preaching. Uh, to normal people like you and I, and also, but when on the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus was speaking, and when Jesus was talking, he was speaking to normal people like us, but you know what? The scribes and the Pharisees and a lot of other people were around there too. And in 15, uh, and before verse 12 in Matthew 15, Jesus is talking about a, a lot of stuff. He goes, you know what? He just talked about, you know, people, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You know, it, it's the, it was, you know, it, it, it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. And right after that, uh, the disciples in verse 12, they ran up to Jesus and they said, and they asked him to go, Jesus, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? And oh my Lord, God help us if we offend the Pharisees at any time like that. But the Pharisees were offended when they heard this. And they're like, wow, because, but they also knew, hey, the Pharisees could call the Romans in on them. The Pharisees had their own little police force at the temple there. And, and, uh, so there was still some fear of the Pharisees there at, at that moment. But it's like, you know what? They might be offended. And then what happens is, is um, in the next verse, Jesus answered them and said, every plant which my heavenly father did not plant shall be uprooted. 
And you may want to just take a little time and meditate on that or focus on that and really realize what's being said there. And, you know, Jesus said, every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. And that, that, that's still in effect for today. But in verse 14, it says, let them alone. Jesus said, leave them alone. Don't rebuke them. Don't, don't get on there, whatever. Leave them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. So Jesus was pretty clear about that one too. He says, "Hey, you know what, guys? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not worried about these guys here. They are blind people. They're they're misguiding, misleading blind people. And sometimes when we see this, you know, we see all these really the real wackos out there." And it's like, how can people follow that? How can they even do this? And people, this, this includes, this is not just come, this is not just for the religious world. This is the medical world. This is the political world. This is the, excuse me, this is the financial world. And the thing is, is, this is the thing is that blind guides of blind people. And we're going to look at this today. And we're going to look at this today and say, you know what? How do these blind guides get such a following? And uh, really, Jesus said, you know what, guys, focus on the mission. What are we here to do? So as we go forward there, um, as we go forward there, and what does it go? Hold on. I got some of my notes here. I can't do it all. I got to cut some of this away for now. And it says this, in 2 Timothy 3.13, Paul said to Timothy, he goes, you know, while evil men and imposters go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. They're deceived in the first place, people. You know, we just had Davos over here in Switzerland and oh, all those powerful, pretty people and everything. And it's like, you know, evil men and imposters going from bad to worse. And that's what it is, people. We've noticed that some, a, a lot of things in this world, in our countries, are going from bad to worse. And we see, we see what's going on here. So, Let's move forward here. And how do they do this? How do they do this? And we need to know this as Christians as well, because this is what they're shooting on you every day through your smartphones, your computers, your television. And it says in, in, in the book of Revelation, 18.23, it says, For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And so what you see here is, and when you're looking in Revelation, it wasn't just religiously uh, deceived. And we need to watch that in the religious world. We can tell you about Davos or the World Economic Forum or, or the Globalists or whatever. But the thing is, is that, you know, they're doing this on, and let me use the word religion very loosely here, but also the gospel of Christ and also against Christians. And we have seen a real up, uptick in Christian persecution. And there's a few people that are link, that are seeing that and noticing that. But, you know, there's been a lot of, they've been, they've been persecuting and coming after Christianity uh, since Jesus. Jesus Christ walked the earth here, even as he was. But it says, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. You may want to pray for yourself, your family, and your country. It's just bind up all witchcraft, sorcery, deception, you know, all that uh, alternate versions of the truth, you know, all that. And you see, because there is a great deception coming upon all the nations of the world, and honestly, people, that's really nothing new. But there's an uptick now because we do have an election year. And a lot of those that thought they were in power, they're very nervous now because it's going to be some shaky times com coming up for them. So let me go forward here. So like uh, like we had, boy, I wish I could put my pictures right up there for you. But it's like the blind leading the blind. How about the deceived leading the deceived? And that's what we have. We don't want anybody uh, to be deceived. We don't want anyone to be blind. Uh, we want them to be made aware from stuff. So that's why, hey, I really appreciate the speakers that are out there doing that and also, you know, telling people not to forget about forget about Jesus Christ. However, we do have groups inside of our very own, um, uh, you know, there's a fifth column in Christianity. There, there's probably a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh column in Christianity today, right? Where it's, and let me tell you this. So here's Jesus talking about uh, the, uh, the Pharisees being blind guides, right? And I can just hear it somewhere in the background. Well, well did Jesus forget, judge not, lest you be judged? Have you heard that? Judge not, lest you be judged. Judge not, lest you be judged. And you know what? It's just become a little a little catchphrase that's thrown out there, right? 
And a lot of people, they don't, they don't know what's behind it. They don't know what it's about, but they hear a little bit and they're like, judge not lest you be judged. Well, we're going to look at that because you know what? The Bible actually says something about this and what they're doing with that phrase on judge not lest you be judged gets a little twisted and it's lost a lot of its meaning. Now, there were movements and everything that really, really propagated this judge not lest you be judged when, you know, if anything, if anything, um, what do I say? If anything's putting out their heresy or anything else like that, yeah, and then to defend themselves. They use that as a blanket to cover up what they were doing, judge not lest you be judged. But, you know, when you realize that that another Jesus or another gospel offers you everything that Satan offered Jesus, right? If you've got a gospel, if you've got a gospel that offers you everything that Satan offered to Jesus, that's in Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, if you want to just know what was going on. Yeah, it's kind of a shocker, and that's the stuff that actually needs to be called down. Because what they're going to do is they're going to keep pushing, 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 pushing. Just today in my car, I've got my radio on, and who's who's on the radio? Harari, Harari from his Ferrari, right? Um, I'd call him Havarti because it's a stinky Swiss cheese. But anyway, but and he had it on there too. He goes, he's out there, he's out there preaching. Well, God's not real. You can't touch him. A mountain is real. A mountain is real. You know, and he listened. You know, a dog is real, and all that. That's real. But all that other stuff, it's a great story. And he not only tied that in with religion, people. He tied that into uh, uh, to countries. He says, well, Germany, and I'm sorry, well, included Germany. The United States and Israel, they're not real. You, you can't touch the United States. You can't – this the United States, you know, and then he says, you can't see Israel. And it's like, buddy, it's all there out there for you. Just do it. But what he's trying to convince people is, is that's all a big story. And then he turns around and basically says, well, I'm going to be your God to tell you what to do. Technology is going to be your God to tell you what to do. And you know what? These borders and all this doesn't matter. And we needed, we needed to, to flood the borders and, and mix it and get this rich diversity. And I'm like, buddy, you are lost like a ball in tall weeds. You're lost like a goose in a snowstorm, mister. Uh-oh. Elvis, judge not lest you be judged. Judge not lest you be judged. Well, let's go a little bit farther there today too. Right? Because I tell you what, what we're going into here now is we truthfully do not need sugar. Okay? We do not need sugar, and especially sugar in the gospel, right? We don't need any sugar in the gospel or whatever. And so let's, let's look at this. Could we please look at this a little bit more? So if you want to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, and what are you going to see? Judge not that you not be judged. And Jesus even said that. But wasn't he just judging those Pharisees, I mean, they were just trying to do what they did, and they were in the temple, and that, okay, but you know, let's let's unravel this first before we start talking about blind guides, because it, it, there are things that we are supposed to judge, and you're going to be, you're, you're going to find out today that, yeah, Christians should be judging. Imagine that. But now, judge not that you not be judged. Amen. That is 100% true. How do we correctly, uh, how do we correctly apply that there? You know, if I got up and was to say, man, if you would have known Shannon Davis, yeah, he's this you know guy now, but boy, if you would have known him before he got saved and, oh, he had this bad thing and that bad thing, and boy, Shannon before Jesus was real, was real yucky, right? Well, you know what? That would be completely wrong. Let's just say, let's just, for example, say I'm doing that there too. Well... Let's go to verse 2 now. Let's let's put this whole section into context, verses 1 through 6. It says, well, you know, you can do that with Shannon. For w With what judgment you judge, you're going to be judged back, Elvis, right? And the measure that you use, you know, the severity that you use, it will be measured back to you. Because Shannon could then say, or anybody else, anybody who knew me out of my past would say, oh, man, well, hey, Elvis, if you're going to talk about Shannon, Man, let's talk about what, what you were doing before you bumped into Jesus and everything, right? Now, how do we know that's true, what I just said? Well, let's go to verse 3. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not, do not consider the plank in your own eye? Isn't this coming a little bit to life here? Okay, it's about what you're doing. It's about what you're doing to people or how you're, you're doing to people. And I'm sorry, you cannot use... Matthew seven one as a blanket statement to throw it over to throw it over everything, and I'm going to show you that 
out of the God's word, out of the mouth of Jesus as we do it, right? And so that's the thing. And you know what Jesus says about that? Let's go down to verse 5. This is like, hey, you know, oh boy, oh, the bad Shannon. Oh, you, if you knew him and ah, boy, if you knew where he came from and everything else like that, right? Okay, and, and it's like, what does Jesus say to that? Verse 5, you hypocrite, you hypocrite. You first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you can clearly see to remove the speck from your brother's eye. What do you do, people? You get your own deliverance. You focus on your life. You get cleaned up. You get cleaned up, right? And he says, you know, you sit there, you want to go and judge people. You want to do this stuff and everything. But it's like, you know what? You just start working on you. Elvis, you forget. You forget, Shannon, right now. We got enough to work on with you, okay? And then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You know, then you will see clearly that that's your that's your insight, okay? That's that's your. I'm sorry, I got the German word in my head. Uh, discernment. That's your discernment and everything, and you can do it, you know. And when you're removing those specks or removing those planks, you'd be doing it out of a p- position of compassion, okay? Why? How do we know that? Because in the Bible it says that all, it says that the old things are passed away, and behold, all things are made new. Mm-hmm. Jesus got saved. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Shannon got saved. Jesus starts working in his life. Old things are packed away. God's doing a brand new thing. And that's where we rejoice. That's where we have it. Now, look at this. And, and you know you know what's so great about that, people, in, in that regard right there? Your shame becomes your testimony. Oh, but, but Shannon was ABC way back then. And the answer to that is, yeah, you know what? I was. I had somebody try to pull that a little bit on me here back in December, uh, taking a trip, you know, going back going back to your hometown where a prophet has no off, uh, 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 no honor. And I went back in and somebody, you know, they brought up something from my past. And I'm like, wow, this was like, ooh, boy, getting on 30 years ago and you're bringing that up right now. When you hear what I do and you're, you're bringing that all up right now, right? And you know what I said? I said, you know what? I did do that. Let me tell you. Okay. Let me tell you. And I've been saved over 30 years, but they came, but they came up and, and that was kind of a little bit, little bit thrown into my face and whatnot. But the thing was this. I, I said, yeah, you know what? I did do that. But let me show you what the Lord showed me out of that. And you know what? And let me show you what I did after that, after God convicted me and I repented and I, I went back and I made things good, right? And I went back and I took care of that. So yeah, that, that really happened. And you know what happened? It took out all, it, it took the wind out of their sails. Their little balloon didn't fly off the ground. Because it's like, wow, you're not denying it? No. You're not going to argue with me? No. Let me give you my testimony on that. You see that, people? When you go to God and let God take care of things, you confess, you repent it, right? You get your deliverance on it, right? And the thing is, your shame becomes your testimony. This is how I, this is how I was before. This is how God worked on my life. This is how God worked on my life. And this is how I am now. And there you go. And that was impressed, and it captivated them. They thought they were going to make a little smart, you know, smart alecky comment and whatnot, and poke me a little bit. Hey, thank you for the chance to testify. Thank you for the chance to testify. And do you see how even with with, with that, it takes away it takes away all, all that all that embarrassment or whatever they want to do, pull on you. It just doesn't work anymore. Let's move on because in verse six, this is really good about our discernment too. It says, "Do not give what is holy to the dogs, and what is holy is will be your testimony, right? Your testimony, the testimony of Jesus Christ. Don't give it to the dogs." And it says, nor cast your pearls before swine, right? Don't take your precious pearl and throw it through pigs. And, and if you look down in the commentaries, they talk about it, and they said these are, these are the, un, the unbelieving heathen, those that hate God anyway, hate Jesus anyway, right? Now, here's the thing, too. Now, like I said, this is not just in religion. You can see this in politics as well. And you get out there and you try to tell them, hey, I like this, po- I like this politician. Uh, you know, people are arguing on the social media now, media now and everything and shooting back and forth on whatever social media stuff you want to do, Facebook, whatever. And they're just shooting back and forth. But the thing is this, is that, you know, you're going to be arguing with some dogs out there. And you're going to be, you know, you're going to be arguing with, with some pigs out there. 
Elvis, how could you say that? Well, Jesus is saying it right here in verse 6. Verse 6, right? And nowhere in the Bible are we commanded to shut off our judgment. Now, it can be, I would say judgment there. Another one would be more in in this critical stuff, bad critical stuff. And and anyway, if you're doing that, it's like, oh, let me tell you some some dirt on on Shannon. What's going to happen with that is people, you can get deliverance from that. There's a lot more behind that than on judgment. But to use it as a blanket thing, well, don't judge not lest you be judged. Uh... They're saying Satan is Jesus's brother, which is nowhere in the Bible here, right? Just for an example, there. Okay, the Mormons do that, by the way, right? Well, don't don't judge them. Well, hmm. let's go on and see if we can find something interesting about that now, because you could say the same thing about those blind guides. Oh my God, how could he come against the Pharisees? How could, how could he could come against the Sadducees? And okay, so let's move on. I want to show you this, and we break the bondage of that off in Jesus' name. In the Old Testament, Israel got in trouble many, 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 many times because they did not use judgment. And judgment comes in many forms. You think uh, uh, you think Joshua could have used a little bit of judgment when, when the people came up with the old shoes and the moldy bread? You got to judge that. Oh, they walk so far. Their bread's so moldy. Oh, don't criticize them. You know what? I want you to go in that one there. In Europe, they have they have ruined the word tolerance, and everybody had tolerance, and everybody let everything go, and then everybody came in, and and, and now they are scrambling because the, the, their fantasy utopia ideas ha- is destroying Europe right now. And now go ask the majority of people on, hey, what do you think of this thing on tolerance? Hey, there's some things you can tolerate, but there's there's a, a lot of things we shouldn't tolerate, you know. And what they've done is they, they've conditioned everybody into fear and timidity, right? And then not saying, well, we're not going to do anything about that. But let's go forward. So, you know, look that over, uh, Matthew ch- chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Look at all this here, too. It's, it's a lot deeper than that, right? There you go. So anyway, here we go. Now, you know, people sometimes say, judge not, lest you be judged. Well, I, I heard this one recently that I really like. I think I'm going to adopt this. You know, people say, judge not, lest you be judged. They just throw it out there like a cheap piece of candy, right? You know, and sometimes I think we need to tell them or just say other things too. Twist not scripture, lest ye be like Satan. Because that's what he did. And Satan loves to do that. Twist not scripture, lest you be like Satan. And there are people out there that twist the scripture. And I'm not just talking, well, we have a different, we have a different opinion what that says. No, there is willful twisting of the gospel of Christ, salvation, healing, deliverance, the works of the Holy Spirit there. So I just say, twist not scripture lest you be like Satan. There you go. How about that? Right? But you see, we, we Christians, we've been fed on so much sugar, told to tolerate anything, let anything run through the church. And you know what? There are examples of that in the Old Testament as well, folks. Okay, Over and over again. There's a, a Bible verse. I'm not going to get to it here today. But the thing is this. The thing is this is um, the Bible verse on uh, swearing by the temple. It got to a point to where the scribes and the Pharisees, they weren't, you know, they, they weren't like, you know, going back to God and standing on God. They were, uh, they, were, uh, they, they were swearing on and getting their reputation or whatever from the gold that was in the temple. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. So here we go. We're sharing. Isn't this fun? Here we go. Now, watch this, folks. Here we go. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Oh. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Okay? But he that is spiritual judges all things. Because, you know, we are to use righteous judgment. Okay? We're, we're supposed to wait and see. You know, the Bible says we don't judge by the sight of our eyes or by the hearing of our ears, but by, uh, you know, but by the Spirit will, will we judge them, right? That's why we need wisdom, judgment. Yep. Okay? And so there we go. Now, and this this part here. Yet he himself is judged of no man. A lot will will judge you on. You know, it's like, well, you need to be a big. Now fill in what your favorite uh, 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 theology is, right? Your f- f- favorite theology is, right? Okay, and that's one thing too. Is I th- I really be great to see a lot more preachers trying to make somebody a better 
Now put in your favorite th- theology. This wasn't my favorite. I-, I grew up as a Lutheran. Okay, I grew up as Lutheran. Uh, we were we were country club Lutherans. I say uh, there were many of great loving people in that church who prayed for me and everything. But the thing was this. The, th- the thing was this. It's like you know I'm not preaching to make everybody a better Lutheran. And I'll just use that one for me. You see how we leveled the playing field right there? Well, Elvis, you're just trying to make us all Lutherans. Oh, no, not after modern-day Lutheranism. And I, you know, if you've got a problem with that, write me an email, right? Or just comment. It's like, well, what do you mean? And I'll say it really simply, just really quick, and then we can move on. Why is it that Martin Luther's name is on the side of so many buildings, but these buildings don't even have a copy of Luther's works in those buildings? Can I ask you that, guys? And people ask me ask me how I know that many and 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 then Lutheranism has split split all been split all over the place. Go ask your pastor. Do you have a box of messages under your desk that you have to preach from each week? Boy, how does Elvis know that one? Okay, because I had I preached in a Lutheran church when I was seventeen years old, folks. And they came up, and uh, I said, I don't know what to preach. And the guy goes, no problem, reaches under his desk, pull, pulls a pre-print, pre-printed sermon and everything out of his desk, and goes, here you go. And he goes, speak on this. Okay. And I had no idea what was on that page. And so, yeah, I preached on forgiveness. And it wasn't on the schedule. Yep. And people are still coming up to me, what, how many years later? 30, 40 years later and going, man, and they still remember that message. It got broadcast up into Canada. So anyway, let's go forward. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Okay. Now, that would sound like a contradiction if we hadn't went through all uh, verses 1 through 6. Now, let's move on because there's more and it's fun. And you know what? Why don't we call today's message, hey, can a Christian judge? Yes. Yes, you are commanded to judge according to the word of God. Okay? You're not supposed to judge on the, on the according of, well, I just don't like that. I just don't like that. No, you are commanded to judge according to the word of God and get ready. Here come some of the scriptures on this. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, it says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Does your Bible say that, by the way, when you look at your Bible? You know, get, get your Bible out. Whatever translation, we're not going to have a translation smashation today, right? But, okay, but they're praying. I pray that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Okay, now, and even in the word judgment that was translated out there, not everything's, it, you know, it, 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 not everything is criticism. Let's move on. John chapter 7, verse 24. Okay, well, here it is. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Boy, thank God. Boy, I sure wish in my I sure wish in, in my fifty four years of uh, of existence more people would have not ju- uh, judged me according to appearance. And I'm I'm talking Christians, right? Right. Judge not according to to the appearance. Well, look at Shannon's hair. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. And it's like uh, that's not righteous judgment, and that's not according to the Word of God. Okay, that's just something else. I'll just call it out right here. That's just pride and arrogance. There's deliverance in Jesus' name for that. Thank God. Okay, now let's move on. Second, First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verses two and three, out of the King James Bible. Okay, it says in verse two, "Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world?" Well, uh, okay, the saints shall judge the world. Okay. I, I can't wait till we get to heaven and there's there's judgment going on and somebody screams out, "Judge not, lest you be judged!" Right? And now look at look at this. And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Now, Paul was like, uh, okay. And remember, the Corinthians were the super Christians of the day, the super Christians, the spirit filled, everything else like this, right? Modern church today. Right, And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Okay, Know you not that, there, uh, that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain, uh, per- pertain to this life? Wow. Yeah, Paul, here Paul was telling the, the Corinthians, oh, the super spiritual, everybody's speaking in tongues and playing symbols and, you know, Yelling in tongues across each other, everything else like that. And, and, and Paul was saying here, goes, you know, you just can't let everything run through the church. 
based on the word of tolerance or judge not lest you be ju judged. Okay, people, the devil is beating us with our own Bible. He's beating us w w with these words that get put in there. There is so much attack on God's people and God's word, by the way, right? Now, look at this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, Paul was reminding them again, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Okay? You know, we should judge things. It's to consider things. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? 1 Timothy 4.1 says, uh, Dearly beloved, uh, 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 test the spirits. Judge the spirits. Are you a spirit, spirit that comes from God? Or are you the enemy here? And the Bible even tells us how to do that. And the Bible tells us how to do that. And it is loaded. The Bible's loaded. But for the sake of time, but for the sake of time today, what we have is we can't give you the whole thing. I want to encourage you. Go look up judgment. Go look up judgment. Here's something else for a good Bible study for whoever may, may do that. You know, In Matthew chapter 6, if you want to see who Jesus is talking to, because he spent time talking to the people, he spent time talking to the Pharisees, he spent time talking to the people of the world. But in Matthew 6, Matthew 7, you can always look for where the Bible verses start with but, right, and hypocrites, right? Matthew 23, Matthew 23, all those other parts. I, I want to go back and read Matthew now, and I'm going to highlight that. I'm going to go back and highlight that because I didn't do that before. I didn't do that before where it, it says, woe unto you. And if Jesus is saying, woe unto, unto you, that is a big clue, right? That's a big clue that we need to pay attention to that. And if Jesus is saying that, you know, yes, he's talking, he's talking to the religious, the scribes, the Pharisees, the whatever uh, back, back there too. But when it says, woe unto you, that really means we shouldn't be doing that either. Okay? I, I, I Really. You really want to – confusing times are coming up, people. Confusing times are coming up. I mean, trans, trans, confusing translations are going to come up. Wow. I mean, just wait. We got. I'll, I'll show you a Bible verse where it's really interesting in that one. Okay, because you know what? Things have snuck in. Some people don't care. Some people. Some people, you know, just think it's okay and preach this, preach whatever. Ah, it's love. Just follow the love. Just follow the love. Come on, we have people out there getting millions of views with thousands and thousands that pack their church, and what they're screaming out is, is you don't need the Bible anymore. You need secrets. You need the secrets of God. And people go, oh, uh-huh, yeah, I like secrets. I'd like to know secrets. And they don't even realize is what they're getting pulled into is Gnosticism. Gnosticism. Deep secrets for few people. Okay? So I, I, I want to exhort you people today. I want to exhort everybody. People, get back into the Word of God and see what it says. That's a cool thing. Go back to, really, Matthew 23, Matthew 6, Matthew 7. The book of Matthew, one book, one book, and I, I, I'm really excited about this because God really opened that up when I when I went back and it was like, oh, uh, you know, do you know that the Pharisees are offended about that? The answer is like, so what? This is Jesus Christ. Okay, so what if they're offended at that one? That was the truth. Oh, we don't want to anger them. Yeah, well, that's how it is. What are you going to do? Cancel me? What, what, what are you? The, the, the YouTube or the Bible world? Is that what you are? There you go. Let's move on here a, a bit here too. Now, look at this. If you please open your Bible to Matthew 23, 23, and watch how they, and I want to show you how they've changed this. Again, here it is, Matthew 23. What did we say? Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Aha. He goes, hypocrites. You want to hear hypocrites, Right? For they made the show of, you pay tithes of mint and anise and cumin. These are little seeds. Little tiny seeds. Boy, they were paying their tithe on that one, right? And But, but you have omitted the weightier matters of the law. And it's very important what comes next because they've wiped this out in certain translations. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking weird translations. I'm talking... Modern mainline translations. Look at it now. Matthew twenty three twenty three. What's the first word it says? You've admitted the really the most important things of the law. Oh, what they do? First word is judgment. Judge not, lest you be judged. 
You left out judgment. The next word is mercy. And the third word is faith. And Jesus says, these you should have done. And get this. You should have done these. You should have done judgment and mercy and faith, right? And don't leave the other undone. Now, you can go either way, okay? So is paying your tithe wrong? No. You need to, wherever, hey, you're listening to great great programs like this, support this program. Okay, Shannon didn't tell me to say that, right? Support those that are feeding you. You know, when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a restaurant and eat, you pay at that restaurant. You don't go eat at McDonald's and then run over to Burger King and pay, do you? Right? Okay. The way to your matters of the law. Okay. Oh, you made all these shows, the, the Mint and the Annie's and the Cummin or money or whatever, right? But uh, hello, where is the where first one? Do you see that in your Bible? Because they've taken out those words. They've removed those words. They, they took faith out and they put in faithfulness. Oh, really? And I bet you're going to tell me how to do faithfulness, right? You're going to preach a message on that, and then three-quarters of the way through, you're going to go into a begathon for people's money. You, people, prove me true. Prove me true. Okay? Anyway, they've taken out mercy. Are we in a world that could use a little bit of mercy or grace these days? Absolutely. And look at this here, too. In the beginning, judgment. You've taken out all judgment. You're wiping out discernment. You took out the word discernment, and you're putting in the word tolerant. And that fake word, love, You brought you, the, the love you brought in is another love. If there's another Jesus, if there's another gospel, there's another love, and that's the one that came out of, yeah, that's the one that came out of, the, I'll say, the 60s. It's actually before. All the songs about love, love, love. How about the Bible verse in the Old Testament? It says, peace, peace, but there is no peace. Yeah. And Jesus says, you, you should have done these. You should have tithed. Tithing is good, too. Everything you got there, too, is really good. But you know what? You omitted. You omitted the most important stuff, first one being judgment. Wow. Here we go. Amen, people. You know, judge not, lest you be judged. Yeah. Here we go. Watch this. What does he say right after this one here? You blind guides, you strain at a gnat. Right? You strain at a gnat, but you swallow a whole camel. And that's how it works. And people, that's how the devil does it. He'll get you to swallow anything. Right? He'll get you to swallow that camel, and you'll be out there, and you'll swallow the camel. Swallow the swallow the deception. Oh, but all the little re- religious things, you know. Remember, remember where Jesus told us not to eat any bacon. Oh, I'm not going to eat bacon. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh I'm not going to wear this color. Oh, I'm gonna, whatever. How how many toenails does the beast have? Right. You strain at a gnat, but you swallow a camel. That is a huge thing there too. And that's what blind guides do, people. And let's, that's what the blind does. They're so religious and they're so holy, you know. They cut all the pictures of owls out of their children's books. You know, they do all, ugh, okay, I could go on and on and on about that, but we need to go a little bit further for the time, right? But you swallow a camel. You're so, nit, you're so nitpicky on this stuff, but you swallow a, swallow a camel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously, it takes more te- teachings on this, but here we go. Here's another one. Whoops, hold on. Here you go. Watch out, Jesus told them. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Mm-hmm. You know what leaven does, right, people? It takes a lump. Of, it takes a lump of something and it puffs it up. It puffs it up, and that loaf of bread just looks so big, and it's so wow, and it's so impressive. That little bit of leaven there, everything's so impressive until you look inside that bread. Ever looked at a nice piece of sourdough bread? I love sourdough bread. This is why it's such a good example. And you cut into that sourdough, uh, you cut into that sourdough, and it's just full of hot air, full of holes. You know, it's not even complete. There's all these little, there's a little bread here and a little bit there, big hole there in the middle, right? And Jesus said, you know, look out of that. You know, why? Why do you say, you know, and he said, just a little bit of the leaven of the Pharisees, and it will leaven the entire loaf. And again, people, I want to show you, okay, this works in religion, people, but this also works in our governments, our medical system, right, our financial system, all this stuff. You know, they just want to get a little bit in. 
Okay. Now listen to this here too. Uh, all these other movements. This is why all these other movements, li like the the trans movement. Uh, hey, we, uh, everybody can everybody can go to the bathroom in everybody else's bathroom, right? Which bathrooms do you go here? The trans this, pride this, whatever else. Okay. They always want to get a little bit of leaven in there because they know with time. And if the other side keeps neglecting it, it just goes and it will leaven everything. And look where we're at. Look back at history there, too. And then you get the right conditions and everything. And now that leaven or this wicked leaven has gone everywhere. And little by little by little, they, they get this leaven in there, you know. They're like, well, bugs are high protein. Bugs are nutritious. Oh, oh man. What's the new thing they tell everybody not to do, to do now? Don't drink coffee. Now, hey, you know on that one, if you don't want to drink coffee, God bless you. You're free to do that. You're free to do that. But to not drink coffee because you're trying to save Mother Earth from hot flashes, right, you're a little whacked in the head. And they want to eliminate what? Rice, beans, all, all these other foods. They want to eliminate all this other food. You know why they want to eliminate food, people? Because an unfed people is an easily controlled people. The people that have already been in the death camps, yeah, they didn't look very fat, did they? Why didn't they all just run away? You know, there was basically 16 to 20 soldiers in those German concentration camps. You know what they did? They starved the people down, and they found people in the camps to be the bosses. There's a special Jewish word they had for these guys, too. Uh, they would give certain people. they say, you know what? We're going to save you, and we're going to save your family. Here, take this stick, and if you see any of those other, other than Jews going around and, and not behaving, well, just, just beat them up. Beat them up and bring them to us. And, of course, there were people that wanted to save their own skin, so they would go around. They would, they would be vicious. They would be vicious to the other Jews and beat them up, right, and beat them up. And, and, and then, then you know what would happen? After they got done with those Jews, then the Germans, then the Germans came, to, to, came to those guys and said, okay, it's your turn, your turn, time for, time for you to come to your end, right? Time for you to get unlived. Isn't that good? I guess I can say that here, right? But the thing is this, and they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We served you. We beat these people up. We snitched on them. We did all this stuff. And you know what they did at the end? They were the ones. They got burned in the ovens too. They got gasped in the showers too. They got they and their kids got shot in the head too. Mm -hmm. So never fall for that for that trick. When the days get darker, people, don't ever fall. Well, we're going to save you if you do this. No, they're not. Your, your your death is just delayed. Let's go on. Let's look at this. I, I want to look again. Now, watch this. Here it is in uh, Luke Luke chapter 12, verse 1. It says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And it says, that is hypocrisy. Boy, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, to look inside of ourselves, Lord. Lord, you desire truth in the inward parts. So, Lord, cleanse me from this hypocrisy. Cleanse me from say and do not. Well, Shannon should do this, and Shannon should do that, and Shannon should do this, and then I'm not lifting one finger to do that. Let's move on. Okay. And I want you to see this one here, too. You're like, well, Elvis, you're saying it's the Bible. You're saying it's the government. Well, Jesus did. Jesus did. Watch this. Here, Oh, come on. Clicking up my notes. Excuse me, people. Watch out, he cautioned them. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. That's Mark chapter 8, verse 15. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. Who was Herod? He was the king. He was that form of government back then too. And he says, you know what? He's going to keep letting things in. He's going to keep letting the Romans influence him. He's going to let it in, let it in. And all of a sudden, we're going to have this leaven of Herod everywhere. Everywhere. Right? And what are they doing? Right? Climate crisis. I don't know, whatever. Eat bugs. Mm. This is what's going on out there, and this is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for all of us out there, too. And Jesus said, you know what? We, we, we fear all this stuff from Davos, and, and we've, we've got the resident in the, in the White House. Not the president, but the resident, right? In the White House. And it's like, you know, it's like, and a little bit more leaven, a little bit more leaven. You know, Harari, a little bit more leaven. Schwab, a little bit more leaven, just a little bit. And they know if they bring it in little bit by little bit, they know, people, we will be like the frog in the pot, and we will not jump out until it's too late. Okay? There's a lot being said here. 
And Jesus was saying too, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Just go back and look what they tried to teach. Go back and look how they, how they tried the people uh, or what they did to the people. People, leaven is not going to get you to heaven. Leaven of the Pharisees is not going to get you to heaven. Leaven will not get you to heaven. Okay? Just go back to look at everything they did. If you were the wrong thing, do you realize that most of us today would not be able to get into the temple if there was a temple, if they still ran it like they did back then? They'd look at me and go, uh-uh. They'd look at you and go, uh-uh. You're too poor. You're too this. You know, you're not this. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Uh-uh. Sorry. You missed it by about 800,000. Okay. People, what do you think this global credit score is? This global credit score. Ah, Elvis, I see here that you were on uh, Shannon Davis's show a little bit ago. We got the whole recording and everything. Well, that's going to be minus 200 points for your credit score, your social credit score. And that means, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't travel. Uh, that loan you need is not going to happen. Yep. Okay. And you laugh at that. You need to realize they're pushing that at the World Economic Forum. It's already running and been successfully tested in China. If you're on the east coast of the United States, China, China, they're already doing that in China. This is already a reality, people. And one thing I want to say, too, we're all wrapped up in the politics and, and everything else. We need to be taking big looks at, at Christianity, too, the church, because there's a lot of places out there wanting to, you know, it, it's all a big position and power game and everything else like that. Okay. We seeing this here, too? Here you go. What's the thing that Jesus had against them? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish so that it looks good on television. But inside of you, they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Aha, there we go. We've seen another uh, example, another example of blind guides. What do blind guides do? They're full of greed and self-indulgence. And what's good for the goose is good for the gander, they say. If it's good for one goose, it's good for them all, right? They are full of greed and self-indulgence. Do not let the enemy see greed in you or self-indulgence because he'll throw a hook in you. He will throw a hook in you. Where are we at back here? Let's go all the way back. That, that one place where I said, you know, if their gospel is offering you everything that Satan was, that Satan was trying to offer, offer Jesus, you may want to re reconsider things. Matthew 23, 25. Got a problem with that? Dial up Jesus, okay? Jeremiah 33, 3. Okay? Scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you worldly religion people, right? Cleaning the outside of the cup. But now, what should they, what should they be doing? But blind Pharisee, here we go. What, what do they not do? First clean the inside of the cup and dish so that the outside may become clean as well. In, with Christ, he starts working on the inside so that you can see it on the outside where the world comes and deceives people and says, okay, you got to start doing things on the outside so, so that your inside will be clean. And you know what? Go on the internet now, and you're going to see Christians crying, uh, crying about this, or or searching out. They go, uh, you know what? I got the big, cr I got this thing hanging around my neck. I got the big t, I got, I have the t-shirt on. I've got whatever, you know, the rainbow Bible. I've got all this stuff here too, right? I got my Jesus cap on top of my head. Why do I still, why do I st still feel, you know, bored, unfulfilled, afraid? Right? Insecure. Does God love me? Right? All the things we hear all the time here, too. It's like, you know what? There needs to be a cleaning on the inside of the cup. People, that, that is healing and that is deliverance. And I'll even focus that down to deliverance. Get the garbage out on the outside and people, uh, I'm sorry, on the inside. Get clean on the inside and it's going to show up on the outside. Have you seen drug addicts? Have you seen drug addicts? Well, let's give them a haircut. We'll, we'll trim their beard and we'll put some clean clothes on them. How do those people still look? Oh, they look kind of good for a while. Okay. But the filth and the dreck is on, is still on the inside. But have you seen pictures and, and see, seen things where, uh, I'm just using drug addicts here or, you know, drug addicts, right? And they start getting cleaned up on the inside. 
You get them off the juice. You get them off whatever they're doing. You get them off the fentanyl if it doesn't kill them first, right? You get them off the fentanyl, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, look at them. Oh, their skin is clean. Look at their eyes. Their eyes, their, their eyes are clear. You know, that can happen spiritually when you start getting rid of some of that stuff. Wages, wages of sin or death. Okay, what's coming through the eyes? And come on, you see this also on all so, social media. They have all these before and after pictures of people who got off the drugs. And I, maybe they didn't even become Christian, but by cleaning the inside of the cup, right, the outside becomes clean as well. And you know who the other peoples were too. You know, Jesus said, you people are whitewashed sepulchers. You've got cheap white paint on the outside, but on the inside, folks, you are full of dead men's bones. This is the dead men's bones we need to get rid of. And do you know why Jesus put, you know, sure, sepulchers, it's like, yeah, you're these big white and shiny sepulchers, but you're still full of dead men's bones. You're still full of, uh, uh, of the, uh, of the teaching of all this, of people that have died a long time ago, spouted off their opinions a long time ago. And, and I'm not just talking the Jews. You can go Catholic. You can go whatever like that, right? You, you're full of dead men's bones. You are full of dead men's bones. You need each and every one of us and those people. They need to be filled with Jesus Christ because our Savior lives, people. Do you see it? Well, the the prophet this, the father this said this, the, the, the leader of this school or movement said this. Really? Well, they're dead. And their philosophy was dead. And I tell you what, people, start ask the Lord through his Holy Spirit to start working on, working on this people, and that's where it's going to see the alive thing. And what's really great, too, is as you, get, as you receive deliverance and get delivered from this garbage and whatever, that's when people start noticing a change in you. They walk up and go, wow, Shannon, what happened to you, man? I remember you back in the day, man. You did this and you're doing that and whatever. Man, Shannon, you're looking good. What's going on? Oh, wow, you, you got a wife. Oh, you got a beautiful wife. You got beautiful kids. You're doing this now? What in the heck happened to you, man? What vitamins are you taking? Right? You taking super male vitality or something like that? And, and then Shannon can go, no, let me tell you what. Let me tell let me tell you about the long road that Christ did for me in cleaning up my life and me getting my life straight and everything. Right. You can always see it in the eyes, people. You always see it in the eyes. Okay? Right. Why did Jesus say to clean the inside of the cup? Because he knows when the work is going on on the inside, it will show up on the outside, right? Show up on the outside. People will notice your deliverance or people will notice God working in your life many times before you even notice it. Well, there's something different about you, right? Okay, here it is. Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 through uh, 25 and 26. We are who we are when no one sees us. Now, the Bible verse is a reference, but we are who we are when no one sees us. That's when you build character. That's when you build integrity. When you have that chance to, to do or not do what you should not be doing it, and it's at that moment. That is a test moment. That is a test moment. Standing there with your pack of cigarettes going, well, nobody's going to see me. Standing there with your chocolate bar, well, nobody's going to see me. You know, standing there around people who we shouldn't be around, well, nobody's going to see me. Yeah, people, that's the testing days. And you can pass or you can fail, but then you got to go all the way around that mountain again until that test comes again someday. Boy, okay, it's, and it can get tough. And there we go. I want to I want to say this thing here too. You know, David, King David, greatest king of all time, wonderful. Well, we know what happened before Psalm fifty-one. Him and Bathsheba, they do all this stuff. You, you know that everybody was gone, and do you see what David did when nobody was around? Everybody else is out out, out fighting the bat, battle, but Jesus decided. Jesus, forgive me, Lord. David was outside on his roof, looking at you know naked women taking baths on top of their house, who were married to other men, by the way. And we all know how that worked out there, but Jesus it came around, and God helped God helped Peter get it all straightened out. Psalm fifty-one verses six and seven. Psalm fifty-one is is awesome. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, Amen. And in the hidden part, you shall make me to know wisdom, Amen. These is this is the inside people, and notice David prayed, "Purge me with hyssop." Okay, 
That's a special type of soap that they had. It was a plant that they used as as soap back then, getting getting deep stains out. Hyssop was used to get deep stains stains out and do a deep cleaning. And I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. And in the book in the book of Isaiah, it says, "Come now, reason with me. Reason with me. Let's judge this. Let's examine this." Right, and even if your sins are, are are red as scarlet, right? Even if your sins are red as scarlet, they shall be made as white as snow. That's back in the book of Isaiah, right? Then you got Psalms here too. You think David might have read that out of Isaiah or talking to the people when he's praying? Read the Psalms fifty-one. If you really need to repent, okay. If you've got something stain, deep stained, if you, if you got something big and nasty and dirty going on, you know that God doesn't like it, Psalm 51 is the only Bible verse you should be reading. And that's the one. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I have sinned against you, and I have sinned against heaven. And you know what? There you go. Pray that. God, I know you want truth in my inward parts, but I've got this. And Lord, in the hidden part, you shall make me to know wisdom, but Lord, I confess I've been in a lot of foolishness. Forgive me, Lord. Clean me with hyssop. Now, when I was a younger Christian and everything, I, I thought that meant uh, hit me with that tree branch that you wash with. I, I thought it was a, a switch or, or a tree branch, right? It's like, purge me with hyssop. Must have been my old Catholic spirits, right? Or my old uh, Lutheran spirits there, right? Beat me. Beat me. Beat me with that tree. No. Purge me with hyssop. Scrub me clean, Lord. Scrub out that stain, and I shall be clean, and wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. And that is the promise for everybody, people. Realize through Jesus Christ our Lord and his death on the cross for us. We should have a living religion, not dead man's bones. I encourage us here, too. Go back in the book of Matthew. Right, go after the word but or the word hypocrites right, or the word woe unto you. And it is incredible. It's such, you know, if it, you're like, well, Lord, it's so confusing today. I don't know who's right. You know, you got these people say this and that. Those people say that. Elvis says this and, and Uncle Bob says that and everything else. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, forget that. Forget all those people. Go right back to the book of Matthew. And Jesus is talking to the people like you. And Jesus is talking to the people like me. And if we just track down those words, but, hypocrite, woe unto you. That's a good thing of things we should we should avoid, things we should work into our life, and things we should work out of our life through the cleaning that Jesus Christ does inside of us. Amen. Praise the Lord. There we go. Praise God. There we go, Shannon. <laughs> Great word today. What would you like to title this for the archive, Brother Elvis? Oh, man. Let's just write this down. Uh, can Christians judge? Can Christians judge? Excellent. Right. Okay. And read through it. Now, Brother Elvis, give out your contact information. How do people reach you? How can they support your ministry and tune into the broadcast? Absolutely. Hey, folks, one of the best things you can do is go to our YouTube site that we currently have. They keep attacking that one. Uh, Go to our YouTube site. It gives our address. Everything is there. Um, That is at the Elvis Newhart Network on uh, on YouTube, or go into your favorite browser and just type in type in the name Elvis Newhart. Uh, My name might might be on the screen right now. N e u h a r d t. Type that in. Type that into your browser, your favorite browser, and just see what comes up. Find us there. Come find us. We are looking for the sheep on a thousand hills. Okay? And so the thing is this. There you'll have all of our uh, information. You'll have our, we put out our website, which is elvishcd at aol.com. Elvishcd, all written together at aol.com. Okay, folks? Uh, we broadcast on Sunday morning, 1130 German time. We broadcast at 8 o'clock at night on Tuesday. That's 2 in the afternoon New York time, right, on the Elvis Newhart Network, and it's there. We have a telegram group of, of a bunch of, of people who pray. They're receiving their deliverance. They're praying deliverance for, for one, one each other. They stick together. If you need fellowship with like-minded believers, and if you want to restore your, bo- your body and your soul, okay, that's what the thing is there, too. Uh, come to, we're at the Elvis Newhart Network, also on Telegram. 
Okay, so that's what it is. That's what you can do. Now, if you'd like to support us, and I'm going to invite you to come and look at our incredible library of messages we have on the Elvis Newhart Network, right? And if you'd like to support us and get behind something like that, you can support us at paypal.me forward slash Elvis Newhart, written as one word, Elvis like Elvis, and Newhart, N-E-U-H-A-R-D-T, okay? And uh, you can support us there. Feel free. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not we're we're not gonna take it from you, but we gladly receive whatever you might uh, you might want to give. I also would really really encourage you uh, encourage you out of love. Go ahead and see this message that we had last night, and please go back the last three or four messages on this. We talk about getting your strength back. Getting an excellent spirit, right? Getting an excellent spirit back. And just just go down the list, and I, I pray that you find some stuff that would really speak to you, and that would bring in healing and deliverance and the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. And that's about as real as you're going to get right there. Okay. Fantastic, my friend. Thank you for coming on today. We'll get this up in the archive quickly, and uh, we'll see you awesome. back again soon, my friend. God bless you. Yep, God bless. Thank you, Shannon, and uh, looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Folks, let's get Brother Michael Cummins on. We're doing a three-show morning marathon. Here we go. I'm going to refresh. 